And welcome back to The Happy Half, a half hour weekly podcast with me, Heather Conda, to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news. I hope you've all had a good week and you enjoyed last week's episode with Natalie. It certainly made me smile listening back to it. This week has been a bit of an odd week for me though, I won't lie, and the shift back to normality is definitely a strange one with many ups and many downs. But there has still been plenty of things to make me smile and it's been a particularly hopeful week for theatre and the arts, which is obviously brilliant news and makes me very pleased. I've also received lots of positive and uplifting stories from others, which will hopefully brighten up your week. And today's guest will definitely put a spring in your step because today I am chatting to Strictly Come Dancing icon, musical theatre performer extraordinaire and all-round great human, Kevin Clifton. Kevin has been in five Strictly finals, raised the Glitter Ball trophy an incredible four times and has now decided to move on to new exciting pastures in many acclaimed musical theatre shows. Earlier this week, it was announced that Kevin is going to play the Artilleryman in the UK arena tour of War of the Worlds in 2022, playing opposite Step star Claire Richards, along with other exciting projects such as his own tour, Burn the Floor, and Strictly Ballroom, The Musical. I am so excited to speak to him today about what has made both of us smile over the past week. I think, though, he is going to have quite a lot more to choose from than me. But I hope you enjoy as much as I'm going to, and I hope the episode makes you want to chasse through the rest of the week. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you on. I'm very excited today. <laughs> oh, no, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited too. Honestly, I think younger Heather would be so excited right now because I've I've watched Strictly Come Dancing since I was about this high. But I'm really excited to chat to you this week about things that have made us smile. And you've had a very exciting week. I mean, huge congratulations for all of the exciting news. Uh, so we'll kick off with you because your week's been far happier than mine, probably. So what has made you particularly <laughs> smile this week? I think I know some of the answers. <laughs> well, the first one is um, I got to announce my new the show that I'm going to be in. So next year, I'm going to be doing the War of the Worlds, uh, the arena tour. I'm so um, pleased for you. That will be amazing. Yeah, it it was actually, we were talking about it a while back, actually, like last year um, during lockdown um, about the potential of doing it. And they wanted to sort of see a self-tape from me and all of this. But then it got to the point where I felt like I was almost going to be doing it. And then because I'm doing Strictly Ballroom, the musical, and that yeah. was originally scheduled for September 2020. And they moved their dates oh. back, like, because they weren't sure what was happening. They moved it to September 21, which meant that I wouldn't have been able to do War of the Worlds. You're too in um, demand, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, Strictly Ballroom moved again, um, which meant that I could do War of the Worlds. So I got back in touch and sort of um, went over and recorded some of the music and stuff. And then yeah, got got the job as the artillery man, and I've sort of been sat on it waiting to tell people. So it was yeah. nice to finally be able to go, yeah, look, look what I'm doing. This is awesome. Oh, I'm so thrilled for yeah. you. I mean, that you can't really top that as good, good happy news in a week, can you? But do you have anything else that's made you smile? It can be really small. Um, this, I'm going to show myself up to be such an old man right now, right? Yeah. But 
Um, so during lockdown, me and um, my girlfriend Stacy, we moved house, and because um, we need, felt we needed some space, we needed yeah. a garden. We were in this tiny little flat, and um, so we've got this garden now, right? And when we moved in during sort of last summer, um, there's, we've got this massive tree in the garden that's like massive. I don't know what it is, but it's massive yellow yeah. leaves. Oh, lovely! In the garden. And um, obviously, you know, when uh, it's not there anymore. And then all the trees around us have started to like come out for ages apart from our tree. And I've never been bothered about things like this before, but now it's like our house. I've been really bothered about it. I'm like, what have we done? Why have we killed our tree? And I've seen that our tree's starting to come out yesterday. Oh, I'm thrilled for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's made me very happy. (laughs) It's been really, I've never been bothered about things like this, but it's really, um, it's really been worrying me that something's happened to this big tree that we've killed it or something. And now it's you know, starting to come out. I'm very excited. Do you do a lot of gardening? Could you have killed it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we probably, I don't know. Maybe I was supposed to do some and that's what might have Yeah, been, but... I see, I see. Yeah, I haven't done much gardening before and I, my knowledge of trees is quite limited. My dad knows every tree under the sun. So if you want, you can take a picture of it and I'll I'll let you know what the what the tree is. All right. But <laughs> great. And then one more one more thing that's made you smile this week. Um, well, I got a couple of, one, um, Stace was working down in Cornwall and she said, why don't you just come down and spend the, the couple of days with me in oh, Cornwall. Lovely. It, just felt, it felt like going to a different planet, like just going, yeah. going down to there. Just, it was real sunny. So it was like a nice couple of days down there, but also like in theatre world, um, I saw today, uh, they're announcing like the Beauty and the Beast cast and, yeah. and stuff. And, um, I think just the the more more roles coming up um for just people from different backgrounds is really 100%. cool yeah think, you know obviously in the last year we've seen a lot from sort of black lives matter and and people have been talking about it in the the theater industry about how you know rep- representation matters and um there needs to be more opportunity and so first of all that opportunity happening with the announcement of, of more shows coming out and theater coming yeah. back online for a start and it seems like theatres, casting directors and production companies have listened to what needs to happen. So, so first of all, um, that, but then also the reaction of, um, of everyone themselves. Cause sometimes I feel like what happens on social media is that like, say I'm, I'm, I, I was starting this campaign to like have better Wi-Fi or something. And then, and then you bring along better Wi-Fi. And yeah. then what what tends to happen sometimes on Twitter and stuff is that I would then go, oh yeah, but it's just you know how long's that going to last? This is just performative for five minutes, and then how's that? How, how long's it going to last? Whereas yeah. actually, I feel like there's been a, a lot of sort of love on social media today, where people are going like, look at us all sort of working working together. We've put a message out there. You've listened, and we, we mean it. it. Yeah, we mean it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to do better. Like I feel like there's a real. Um, the theatre community is is really doing well. I mean, we're both obviously white people and it's amazing mm. to see all of this other representation coming in. And in one week alone this week, because I've been following all of the announcements, I think we've mm. had a 
black princess prince leading soprano fairy godmother uh maybe a, an alternate as well like right. it's it's fantastic it's so good and and also yeah. just so thoroughly deserved you know like those people yeah, are cool. incredible i mean oh Ooh. my goodness i i i cannot wait for to go back and see phantom like oh my goodness i'm i'm buzzing that's like very up my street um and yeah, all the yeah. all the beauty and the beast announcements this morning I just think seeing all of the faces lined up kind of along because you see the kind of big poster mm. with all of their beautiful faces and seeing just the diversity and the talent yeah. that exists throughout everywhere um, is just wonderful. And I agree. It's so nice to see that we're making progress and that people have listened and that it's, you know, coming back theatre, but not in the way that it was in terms of just, you know, those mm. few people, you know? Mm. And we're celebrating it. Like we're, yeah. we're all going, this is great. Like yeah. people of all different colors, they're just going, this is great and, and well done. And I, I don't think anyone's taken this sort of like no. approach. Of, oh yeah, let's see how long that lasts, da, 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 da. you know, it's like, no, I think we're, everyone's trying and, and everyone's yeah. celebrating the fact that, you know, which is better. so welcome because Twitter can be quite a negative space I find like not right now at the moment I'm loving how positive and supportive and and joyful everyone is being but in previous times it's been such a kind of horrible space where people have just said what they can because it's behind the screen so I'm so pleased that you know as you say everyone is so thrilled and supportive and just celebrating things because we need that more than yeah. ever now because it's been such a hard year so yeah. uh 100% agree that's a lovely a lovely point and it's made me smile every day this week because I feel like we've had a, a cast announcement every day and yeah, I've just yeah. been sat there kind of beaming at all of these people who either haven't done something big yet or this is like their big chance and or just people who you know are going to smash that role because yeah, <laughs> they're just yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. insane it feels very hopeful it like, does. I, I for the first time in a long time, the theatre world feels a bit hopeful. It really does. Um, and I hope that stays uh, and everything yeah. continues as it should, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, brilliant. Well, they were amazing, all of those points. Uh, my top three are probably less impressive than yours, I'm afraid. I haven't had a big a big casting announcement this week. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe someday. Um, but... Uh, it's interesting you mentioned moving houses because uh, mm. one of mine this week is going on right move a lot because yeah. I um, I'm moving back to London at some point and I used to want to be an architect and interior designer and I'm obsessed with houses and um, mm. I watched Grand Designs a lot. Kevin MacLeod was like my icon when I was younger. <laughs> um, so I've spent many hours on right move, but I've been dreaming and obsessing over locations and houses that I would probably never in a million years be able to afford and it's one of those yeah. things where you get down this rabbit hole and you somehow end up in a ridiculous place like Kensington with the most expensive house you could ever imagine just looking at it thinking that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> um uh, but I guess does the same thing yeah constantly on right move constantly looking at stuff yeah I know. And it just it, somehow it eats up so much time. Um, and mm. interesting, you also went to Cornwall because I read the other day that Cornwall's become the most searched for location on Rightmove now. Um, oh, it's overtaken London because I think a lot of people are moving out of London because of working from home. Mm. And I think a lot of people just crave that sea air and a bit of a holiday mm. vibe. So that was really interesting. And another one of my top three, which I feel like you're gonna enjoy talking about because um, 
I feel like you're probably very invested in it is this is my house because <laughs> I love houses as I said yeah. and I uh I don't know how much you've been breathing and living it because of Stacey, but um, I've been watching it every week. Although actually I haven't watched last night's yet because we're having a celebration at home. And so I need to watch that. But um, I think it's brilliant. It's so wacky and wonderful and weird. And I every time I watch it, I'm like, this is bizarre, but I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked. Yeah. Um, yeah, but- it's so funny. The, um, the like, again, go back to social media. It's like when it was, when it's first announced, the sort of usual idiots on social media were going, oh, this is nonsense. You know, th- is this what I pay my BBC license fee for? Blah, 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 you know, doing all that. And then the same people, like three minutes in, were like, it's definitely Claire Four. It's definitely Claire <laughs> Four because she looked right in them clothes. And it's like... <laughs> I know. You just get really into like who is acting and who is not. And yeah. we should probably just explain in case someone listening has no idea what we're talking about but um so Stacey hosts a program on BBC One called This Is My House and basically the premise is that there are four people who claim to be the owner of a house and the same person and then celebrities work out over the course of a day who is real so Claire for example there are four Claire's weren't there and uh it was Claire one, Claire two, or Clara two, Claire three, Claire yeah. four. Um, and only one of them is actually called Claire and lives in this house in Guildford and, and the other Claire's are, are acting. Um, and I think it's quite interesting from the perspective of an actor as well yeah. to see who you think is acting and who is like too perfect and scripted to be kind of true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever, I'm, I think you have, because I've seen some of your tweets actually, but mm-hmm. you don't know when you watch it, I'm guessing Stacey hasn't told you who they are. No, she won't tell me because she, she wants me <laughs> to play along and see how it, how she wants to watch how, how I'm guessing and what works and what doesn't and, you know, all that yeah. sort of thing. But I how... look at it from the same perspective of you. Yeah. I, like, I, I, rather than looking at, oh, that doesn't sound right about that house or whatever, I'm, I'm looking at them as actors and just going like, yeah, that's that's an interesting choice, but it feels like a choice as an actor. And you know, exactly, would so they I'm actually really... do that at their wedding? Let's think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but then I just I overanalyze it because then mm-hmm. I start to go, okay, so now I'm, I'm three quarters of the way through, and I'm thinking it's definitely you know contestant number two or whatever, and and I'm going, but then they would make that choice. If they were trying to convince yeah. me that they weren't an actor and it was their house, that's a choice that would make. So then I like second guess it and overanalyze I it. I got three out of six, I think. Oh, that's pretty good going actually. I'm, I'm, I don't trust myself enough. So yeah, I don't guess them right. I did get Claire Four right though. Um, I knew that from the start for some reason. I was just like, I feel it today. Um, yeah. But uh, sorry, that was a spoiler for anyone, anyone watching. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I have enjoyed that because it's just so lighthearted as well. Like in a week, you can just rewind and, and kind of turn off your kind of work yeah. brain and uh, well, watch it. Like what? One of the things I really love about Stace is. Um, she just kind of does and and she just does whatever she wants to do yeah um without worrying too much about um you know what what the perception is because obviously for for the last 10 years she's been doing documentaries on yeah. on, on the BBC she traveled traveled the world doing documentaries um doing some really hard hitting stuff and like when i first met her i thought she was going to be really serious and really um you know, kind of very, very straight. And she would be having deep conversations about Iraq. And, stuff. <laughs> and 
And it's like, there is that side to it. Yeah. But then also there's this really kind of just playful, wanting to have fun side of it. And I once, uh, I went to see her doing a talk. She was talking about her book um, in London. And um, she, you know, talks about some of her experiences and her documentaries, some things she's written about in the book. And someone asked her this Q&A in the second half of it. And, you know, there's some really nice questions. And then someone asked her quite a, quite a snobby question, um, which, which was sort of like, oh, you've been doing all this interesting sort of serious journalism for 10 mm. years. Why do you, um, what was the words they use? It was something like, why do you downgrade yourself by oh. um, doing sort of frivolous things like entertainment things like she did Glow Up, uh, the makeup yeah, show yeah. On, on BBC or Strictly Come Dancing or, you know, things like that. Like, they were like, what do you, you know, what are you? Are, are you a serious investigative journalist or are you just, you know, doing silly, frivolous things? Why what, can't what, you be both? What yeah. Yeah, what we meant to see you as. And she said, she said you know, the, why do you do something like Strictly Come Dancing if you're a serious journalist? And uh, and Stacey's answer, I, I didn't know what she was going to say. And she sort of thought about it for a second and went, why did I do Strictly Come Dancing? She went, probably... The biggest reason is because I'm a 34-year-old woman and I should just be able to do what I want. Yes. <laughs> yes, Stacey. Like, and she was like, I think you're making the mistake of thinking that women can only do one thing. Absolutely. Like, if, I'm a, if I'm a serious journalist, then I've got to act serious all the time. She says, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I make documentaries about serious things. I also like dancing. I also like looking at houses. I also like makeup. You know, yeah. like just I'm also just a woman that likes things. Yeah, we're um, so multifaceted. And in life, life isn't all one thing. Life isn't all hard hitting and really serious and really hard stuff because we wouldn't be able to survive. Like we've had mm. such a difficult year and that's partly why I started the podcast because I just mm. felt like we needed a bit of more frivolity and fun, not to negate any of that stuff or to think that's mm. not real and true and really important, but mm. to just have that bit of lightheartedness and, you know, a bit more joy because we all have joy. Like, you know, Stacey's the most joyful woman ever so yeah, yeah. you can there's the same thing about like because when, when me and her were first together she, she came home from she'd just been in syria you know yeah. making a documentary and was talking about everything that she'd seen over there and what was going on and and i said to her like it's it's weird because you come home and talk about all, all of this stuff mm. and then i start to think right what did i do today with my life you you you've been interviewing sort of um, ISIS brides in Syria. I've put on a sparkly shirt and some fake tan and been <laughs> and been like <laughs> shaking about doing a samba for a living. And <laughs> but but she was like, but even that she was like, it's, it, that's not the right attitude to have. Because, no. Like, yes, there's this serious stuff in life, but also people need to be entertained and people want to feel good. If if no one can feel good at any point, what's the point in anything? Exactly. So like your, your job is to entertain and to inspire and to, you know, explore human emotions and stories and, yeah. and of, you know, as, as a performer. And it's just as important as, as reporting on all the bad stuff that goes on. 
Yeah. And like Strictly Come Dancing uh, last year got so many people through that horrible kind of November lockdown. And I just loved This Is My House. I thought it was great. So that made me smile every week. And then my last thing is quite sad, really. But basically, I'm an organisation queen. And for my birthday, I received three different planners, all personalised. <laughs> so that says a lot about a lot about my personality there. Um, and uh, I've just loved having, so I'm using them for different things. And there's like notes sections and plans and goals and lists and it sounds so sad and I realize that but it makes me happy it's great great. like you're you're a proper like Hermione Granger yeah in fact I was once called that by um I did a show with someone back in 2015 and she was like you really are Hermione and I was like do I take that as a compliment or she's quite a whiny annoying girl to start with so Um, I, wish, I wish I could be a bit more like that. I go through phases where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write everything down. I'm Everything's going to be organised every day. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to write down like what I'm going to do the next yeah. day and organise it all. And, and I sort of go through phases where I'm on top of it and then phases where it goes completely chaotic and out the window. Yeah, well, your schedule must be manic, so it must be quite hard to prioritise and schedule everything. Um, But (laughs) yeah, well, that's something I've enjoyed. But I think they're all great things. That's really made me smile. Um, And yeah, you've had a very exciting week. So let's move on to stories from others. have now set up a gmail account because i thought i'll be professional um so it's the happy half at gmail.com if anyone fancies sending me an email i it would make my day my week um and basically if you have any good news or anything happy in your life that's made you smile then send it my way and i can chat about it with a guest um and everyone else can hear it too kind of theme of the arts going this week and I quite like that so we're going to continue it um but the first piece of good news is from a lady called Natalie and she's received and this is a really interesting and cool piece of news an MGC futures bursary to do creative coding for choreography so she is a dancer and choreographer herself and basically MGC Futures guide and support theatre makers of the future. And so she's got this bursary to help her train in creative coding to aid the development of immersive dance theatre projects. So lots of virtual things and immersive dance events. And I think that's so cool. I can't imagine that because I've not heard of that before. I don't know if you've done anything immersive or digital like that. No, but it, I, yeah, I'm trying to think how that plays out so are we talking like sort of um in terms of uh, yeah building choreography yeah I, I suppose, so sort of algorithms and and that, that kind of stuff I mean that's I, really interesting I think it's um exactly that so I think they code somehow through the various different programs how the choreography will go and then it becomes like on screen. I'm not entirely sure. Like uh, I need to ask her to explain it to me properly so that I don't kind of trash over the actual science behind it. But I was like, this is something I've never heard of. And it's quite relevant to now, I think, because of the shift to digital art form since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that the future for something like this and something so innovative is going to be quite exciting. And you never know, in about two years time, you might be doing some virtual choreography stuff which is which is really cool uh and quite eye-opening um 
So, I could have done with Natalie when I was choreographing on Strictly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Throwing it away, I can it. imagine choreography to be extremely challenging because you have to work with who you are partnered with or who you've got to um, dance, but you also have to include obviously various techniques and you've got a certain length of time. And just for seeing that, it's like writing a play, but but completely different in terms of the body. I think it's amazing. It's, it's exactly that, what you said, the, the trick to choreography for, for me is is figuring out who you're working with yeah because you can it, it's difficult because like I suppose choreographers come into a show and they will just expect that everyone's going to be brilliant and therefore they um you know they'll work it all out in a room first and go right this is going to be the choreography and yeah then, and then take it to to the show and show everybody but like on Strictly it was sort of a unique situation where you're working with one specific person yeah and and we had a real opportunity to figure out that person. So every time when I'm choreographing a new dance, it rather than like, okay, we're doing it to, you know, whatever song it is, ABBA or something. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> uh, but, but this is the theme. We're in a grocery store. Whatever. As you are, whatever. as you do. <laughs> yeah. We're dancing to ABBA, but it's a cha-cha-cha. Um, and the, the trap will be like to just go, okay, what's the best I can do with that? But, yeah you can't really do the best that you can do with that you have to do what's going to look the best on that person yeah um, rather than what's going to work for you like different from with different celebrities you have to work in different ways and, and figure out different ways of going about it yeah it's which so is tough. exciting but... I mean in 2022 I'm gonna to have to come and see you in so many things because <laughs> you're gonna have the busiest <laughs> year ever because have you got to start with it's um is burn when's burn the floor is that the start yeah burn Burn the Floor, January, February. Um, so, I mean, uh, we were in rehearsals for Burn the Floor at the moment when we all got told to go home. Okay. Uh, we were supposed to be going out sort of in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah. When lockdown, the first lockdown started. And, oh, and at first it was just a case of, um, it was just a case of, oh, it looks like we're not going to get much rehearsal. We might only get a few days. It's going to be really tight. And then it was yeah. like, we're going to have to move it back a few weeks. Then it was, we're going to have to do it in the summer. Then it was, maybe we can do it in the build up to Christmas. Yeah, and then it was just like, oh, we've got to move it way, way back, and it's it's going to happen. Yeah, January, February of, of twenty two, we finally go out. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it'll be incredible. I mean, the poster is incredible. Just buy the poster. <laughs> so uh, I I can't I can't wait to see it in real life. And uh, then you've got so burn the floor, then War of the Worlds, and then yes. is it uh, Strictly Ballroom? Strictly Ballroom in September twenty two until sort of July twenty three. Yeah. Wow, you're not going to be bored, are you? <laughs> I know. It's mad because I've like, just had this year of, of, you know, not being able to do anything, not being able yeah. to do any of it. Um, and then everything is sort of coming at once, which is which is amazing. I'm, I feel very, very fortunate. I'm, yeah. I'm very lucky to be in this position. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to be doing all of it. Strictly Ballroom was like the the main reason I left Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd been talking to them about when's the right time and, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then Strictly Ballroom was sort of in the mix and I was auditioning for it. And I said to them, if if I get this, I'm not going to be able to turn it down. Yeah. And they knew that. And then I got it. So like, made yeah. the announcement quickly and then all the theatres closed. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just like start of a new chapter and then we'll just pause. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it is interesting because... 
gives you time to reflect and kind of do other things like your podcast. And then, mm. you know, you can come back into 2022, all guns blazing, and it will be mm. mad and brilliant and wonderful and the best mm. thing and the most exhausting thing as well. <laughs> yeah, but the, what you just said, like the re- given time to reflect and stuff, like, I mean, you've seen it yourself, like d- during lockdown, you've now started a podcast. Like, yeah. like what I found really interesting with everyone is that I think when, when you have time on your hands or you weren't in the same routine that you're in or weren't doing the same things that you were doing. Um, so I think a really useful exercise is just to take stock and acknowledge the things that you tend to do and how you spend your time. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes we're on this path of like, I'm, I'm going to do this because I've always said that that's what I'm going to do. This is the path that I've put myself on. So I need to stick doing that and keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And to keep up with everyone else on social media you know yeah. like they seem to be doing this so I should be doing that and da, 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 da. and we feel this pressure to I've got to stay on that path whereas actually you might find that there's something else in there that you're really into and really creative with or really good at or just really interested in yeah that, that is born out of just having this time like like for you like there's a podcast being born out of it yeah um, like for me I found myself doing like more writing of, of things so, so I'm developing oh, a at the moment um, oh wow that is completely different before, but yeah that's yeah. so exciting whereas before like I, I thought we were talking about choreography I thought that it was all about that for me I thought like yeah. okay I'm a dancer forever and then I'm gonna once I'm not like being a dancer is my main thing I'm, I'm gonna be a choreographer yeah because that's what dancers do they teach and they choreograph but I figured actually that's just something I've been saying because that's what I thought I should be doing. Whereas actually every sort of other choreography job that I've done, I've really hated. Yeah. And I really don't enjoy the process. Whereas I really enjoy performing. I love singing, acting, dancing. Yeah, and, yeah. and it turns out I like writing. And I think that's really interesting for everyone just to see like, actually, what am I into? Like, what other things am I really interested in? Yeah, what actually makes you happy and what is more of a yeah. kind of money earner or something that you thought yeah. was you? Because we're not just, you know, one thing. We're not just in that box. So mm. I think you're entirely right. Like we can have many hyphens in our bio. <laughs> so um, it's like this good, like what you're talking about on this podcast is like things that are making you happy. And I think it's important to keep acknowledging those things that make you happy because it tells you a lot about yourself. Exactly, exactly. Oh, what a brilliant way to end that section. I think that's entirely right. And uh, everyone else who's writing in is clearly doing things that make them happy. So hopefully that can continue. section that I want to chat about is stories from the news Um, and as we've said uh, previously the news is incredibly hard-hitting and at the moment as well it's still overwhelming and and very very heartbreaking particularly with what's going on in other countries Um, so I really only hope that things do improve and get better but in this segment um, I'm really not negating any of that important stuff I just chat about some more light-hearted or positive things some of which are really important some of which are just stupid ridiculous random things <laughs> um, so um, firstly or oh, actually because we've been talking about uh, films and representation um, the it was the Oscars the 93rd Academy Awards really recently wasn't it and um, mm. 
it was brilliant because again there was uh, a lot of celebration of diverse stories so mm. i think nomadland's chloe zhao was only the second woman ever to win academy award for best director and she was also the first non-white woman which is madness i, madness. I could yeah. not believe it when i read that yeah. um and there was also uh, some british success so daniel kaluuya became the first black British as or actor to win an Oscar and there was the British writer Emerald Fennell who won the best screenplay for Promising Young Woman which is amazing um, and uh, she was like the first woman in 13 years to win a, a screenwriting Oscar and you think about these stats and you're like what how and how yeah. have we allowed that such gender and racial imbalance for so long so I'm so pleased that this like it's finally you know people are being noticed and that there's beginning to be a bit more recognition of those kind of yeah. things, which there should be. So that's amazing that that's happening. And also the BAFTA nominations uh, that have been announced this week look incredible as well. So that's exciting. And then speaking of films as well, I read that there's going to be a film festival, which is launched today and it's called the Feel Good Film Festival, right? And so it's an array of short flicks which celebrate positivity and the art of happiness so i could not mention it because it's basically what this podcast stands for uh so apparently it's the cinematic equivalent of a bowl of ice cream sunshine on your face and a long hot bath uh all amazing <laughs> things <laughs> nice. i know um but it's all basically films that make you joyful and i was trying to think of films that bring me particular joy and i think it's got to be stuff like mamma mia i mean i'm just that kind of person do you have a particular yeah. film that springs to mind when you think of a feel-good film like your comfort blanket film yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah like probably a few of them are christmas films to be honest oh, yeah. I, yeah like i love um the muppets christmas carol absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> i love um like it's one of my sort of like guilty i don't know i don't know why we say guilty pleasures one of my one of my one of my pleasures like i just i just love is uh, you've seen cool runnings no i haven't about the jamaican bobsled team oh my goodness no and i need to this sounds amazing oh, it's, it's it's brilliant it's just a brilliant film oh amazing that, that's a bit of a comfort blanket film for me have you seen paddington or paddington 2 I've seen the first one. Everyone keeps telling me to watch Paddington 2 because everyone says it's unbelievable. It's mind-blowing. It's I think it's better than number one. And also, really? I think, I, I'm pretty sure I read this like last week or the other day, that Paddington 2 is now like the top-rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, yeah, I, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it was Citizen Kane and now it's Paddington 2. But it's like 100% or 99% on Rotten Tomatoes and honestly Kevin it's brilliant it just makes me so happy and it's so wholesome um yeah. so you definitely watch that if you're having a low day or you just want to pick me up yeah, um, I really want to see it yeah I also love I've always loved love actually oh yes I know, I know it's soppy but like I, oh I, I no always... I love soppy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anything like that I just thought one, but then I lost it again what, what was I gonna say I can't remember uh, that. It'll come to me. Yeah, well, when you're having a down day, we just go to all of these. And yeah, I think this whole idea of this festival mm. is that it's all feel-good stuff. So it looks brilliant. Yeah. Do check it out, anyone listening as well, because I think it's going to bring a daily dose of joy. Um, so that was really nice. Have you read anything in the news particularly positive or have you just been seeing kind of the, the normal things? Um, 
No, mostly the normal things. The thing that, like, one thing that I, would, I was became obsessed with for a few days in the news was the football thing of the, the European yeah. Super League. That yeah. that was happening. And then I felt immense joy when everyone started pulling out of it. <laughs> oh, so did I. <laughs> I have a funny story about this because when I was younger, I felt like I had to support a football team because I thought it's something I need to do. But I, I don't know much about football and I really appreciate it as a game. I think it's beautiful. But I uh, I just kind of watch from the sidelines and don't actually know a huge amount. So I was like, I really like the colour blue. So I'm going to support Chelsea. And at the time I had a club penguin. I was very young and I was like, I'm going to name my Puffle Drogba and I'm going to be really cool and it's going to be my team. And then for some reason, since then, I've actually had this affiliation with Chelsea and actually kind of followed them a bit. Um, so when they pulled out first, I was like, yes. Oh, no way. Right here. <laughs> oh, so yeah, he just showed me the best mug ever. So you're a fan, you're a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew we were friends. Scunthorpe <laughs> United my home team. So yeah. they're my main team. Um, but my dad's a lifelong Chelsea fan, so I sort of follow Chelsea in the Premier League. Oh, brilliant. Well, I knew we were friends. That's great. Yeah. For my for my birthday, I even got, as a joke, um, some pajamas which say Forever a Blue. And they're for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i can claim to be a chelsea fan although actually it is quite embarrassing because i don't feel like i know all of the game rules and i do need to learn them but i really enjoy watching it i think it's great and it's quite one of those games compared to a lot of sports that you can follow and watch really easily and get involved in without knowing about all of the rules do you know what i mean yeah. it's not like cricket and other things where i get a bit confused um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but uh yeah, I was I was pleased about that news as well. Oh, well, what a wonderful, wonderful half hour or so of amazing news. It's been such a joy to to chat to you and thank you very much for your time. Um, and I'm still thinking about your amazing tree and all of the excitements that we've talked about houses. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> the little things are great. All about the tree. It's unbelievable how happy that tree's made me. I've never been interested. And then no. as soon as it's like, our garden and I've just seen that tree starts to come out I'm like yes <laughs> it's a win it's a win I think the little things are so important it's been so so lovely um and seeing your face over zoom as well uh hopefully at some point this can all be in person you know that'd be amazing yeah. wouldn't it with a cup of tea and act with well both with our Chelsea mugs <laughs> <laughs> oh well i hope you have a good rest of your day and a lovely weekend um and uh yeah uh good luck with everything because you are ah, flying <laughs> oh well yeah good good luck with everything for you and thank, thanks for having me and you, you're a very positive smiley person which is a nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thank you i mean i do smile a lot and sometimes my cheeks hurt but <laughs> but yeah thank you so much kevin the happy home with heather Thank you so much for listening to The Happy Half. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then it would be amazing if you could give the podcast a little rating and review. And please do tell your friends and go and check out The Happy Half on Patreon. Also, an exciting announcement that my wonderful co-producer, Fon Music, has a new single out this Friday. Teach me love, teach me to trust, teach me to feel. 
Club, go and check it out. He's very talented and I know I'll be playing it on repeat. So you can go and find him at Fon Music, spelt F-O-N-N. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I will be back next Wednesday with another special guest. The Happy Half was created by Heather Conda with help from Fon, who you can find on social media at Fon Music. Bye for now. Woo!